this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Lauren Lewis, who heads up the Buffalo Niagara Human Resources Association, owns her own staffing agency, and hosts a former radio show, now TV show, Western New York at Work with Dale Martin. We talk about what the current jobs landscape and economic landscape looks like here in Buffalo, how HR professionals are collaborating, and what's it like for Lauren to be telling Buffalo's story on air. Thank you so much to her for her time and you for listening. Greg, thank you so much for having me. It's always great to reconnect with you and be in Buffalo. I know you guys have so many great things going on in support of our region. So I'm really glad to be here today. Yeah, thank you. It's been a it's been a while since we've been able to meet in person. I think I saw you right before kind of we all went into lockdown. Yeah, I think it was. And who would have thought back then we'd be here today, you know, living through Zoom meetings and webinars and podcasts <laughs> to see to yeah. see each other in air quotes. Very different. So since we would have last seen each other, um, you became more involved, I believe, with the mm-hmm. Buffalo Niagara Human Resources Association. So tell us a bit, uh, just first, kind of your elevator pitch for the organization, and then we'll dive into the story. Awesome. Yeah. So the Buffalo Niagara Human Resources Association or BNHRA for short, is Western New York's premier human resources association. We are an affiliate of SHRM, which is the National Society of Human Resources. So it's Society of Human Resources Management. Um, And our goal really is to just connect with human resources professionals across the region to help support them in their careers, provide them with resources and educational opportunities certification opportunities, networking opportunities, and help them, you know, be aware of, you know, what type of human resources positions are out there for them to continue to advance their career. And then let's touch on your path. You just became president, I believe, like Mm -hmm. a month or two ago, right? Yeah, I officially took the office of president in September. Um, I was sworn in at our annual legal update. We do a legal update every September. Um, It is hosted by two attorneys from Hodgson Russ who really provide us with all the updates in employment law and regulations that have happened in the past year. And it's a great opportunity for our members to get that update, you know, right and hear it from like the legal, the legal source um, to find out, you know, what's happening. Cause it's a lot to keep up with for, you know, HR professionals, not only because it's kind con- laws and regulations are constantly changing and evolving, but they have so many other things on their plates as well. So our um, our group and our membership really love the legal update for the opportunity to get a, you know, two hour really briefing on the updates when it comes to employment laws and regulations. Um, so we do our annual swearing in there for new board members. So I was sworn in along with several new board members to our group. Um, the year before that, I spent in the president-elect role. So I worked with our past president, Tiffany Dillon, to really kind of learn more of what the role of president does um, within the BNHRA, which was a great opportunity to kind of get my feet wet and start, you know, really learning this role and learning more about BNHRA before diving headfirst in as president. Before that, I was actually the networking chair for BNHRA. And that was my first opportunity to really kind of 
get involved with the BNHRA as a whole. And I was in charge of planning all the networking events for our association, for the membership, for guests. We always encourage guests to come to our events. So I would plan probably three or four events a year to give people the opportunity to just network outside of work and not at a formal, um, a formal event. Usually it was like a happy hour or bowling where we would do a, um, a walk for making strides against breast cancer to kind of give back to the community and support a good cause as well. So we've looked at networking in a variety of different ways and kind of took it outside of that formal networking setting. So that's kind of how I got to be involved with the BNHRA and um, president. And I really found that the more I put into it, the more I got out of it. So when I was tapped on the shoulder to become president, it really just was a great opportunity to meet opportunity for me to continue to be more involved with BNHRA and learn more about human resources and connect more with HR professionals across our region. Yeah. And it's, first of all, congratulations, but it's interesting, you you know, hearing you talk about your path and and starting as the networking chair that kind of leads nicely to my next question. I wanted to talk about having all of these organizations and HR professionals together to network and, you know, whether it's talk about legal changes or, you know, what they're seeing in the local job market, any of that stuff. So to you, how important is that collaboration and and sort of idea sharing, kind of breaking down any walls between organizations and and becoming kind of cohesive throughout the region, really? Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, especially given this this time we're living in right now in the middle of a pandemic, the opportunities that the BNHRA provides for our membership, and like I mentioned, guests are always welcome to our events as well. Um, but it's a great opportunity to learn and grow from each other. I mean, some people are a lone HR professional in their organization, and some are part of a huge team. And so, you know, there's different levels of job responsibilities and duties and support that you have at each of those types of levels. So when you can connect with the other HR professionals in our community, other companies, other industries, it does provide a lot of opportunities for learning and growth. And, you know, hearing best practices of what someone might be doing at an organization that you can take back to your company as well. And I always love that cross-pollination of ideas. So, you know, not so much that it's like specific to one industry or one company or one size of a company but you can really learn and grow from each other in a lot of different ways and you get that diversity of ideas when you bring a variety of people together yes most people are hr professionals we do get people at our events and as members in our association that are not true trained hr professionals maybe they're a business owner or they're an accountant and they landed some hr duties as well um so it is a great opportunity for everyone to continue to learn from each other and grow. And I'm not a true trained HR professional. Um, my background, I have a bachelor's in communications and an MBA in finance, and I own a staffing and recruiting company. So, <laughs> so I kind of fell into this HR world. And so I really appreciate learning from every single one of our members in the association and from our board of directors and from the the speakers that we get that come and present to our organization on a monthly basis to take those opportunities to learn and grow and develop more, you know, within the HR field. So it's just a great overall opportunity. I think professional development is so important in in any aspect of a career. So, you know, even if it's something that you're, you maybe weren't trained on originally, like I love sitting in on webinars and 
going to presentations about something that I know nothing about so that I can continue to learn and grow and develop as a professional as well. Yeah, and through all those conversations that you're having in collaboration with, with this large network and in your work with Staff Buffalo, um, which you just mentioned, what do, you, what do you see in the region's job market currently? Obviously, a lot of turbulence over the last seven months. Yeah. Um, some back and forth. So what do you see kind of as an industry expert? So it has continued to to grow. I don't think we're at, you know, I think our unemployment is still high as a region, um, but there are companies out there that are hiring. And I talk to candidates all the time that are on the job market and looking for the next opportunity and they're eager to get that next job. Um, and there are opportunities out there. They just have to be patient, I think, and really kind of look for that right opportunity for, for them and for their career, for their personal lives, for their growth as a professional. Um, they don't just want to take a job to take a job. But, you know, if you asked me back in March, April, even May, I'd be like, it was pretty dismal. Like, no one was hiring at that point. And I think, you know, a lot of it was none of us knew what was going on. None of us knew how to proceed in this at the beginning of a pandemic. Everyone kind of took that, the fear and just like stopped what they were doing. You know, we got the whole world paused. Right. Um, and a, a lot of companies had to take that time to figure out how to continue moving business forward, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. How are they, what were they doing with their internal employees? Like, did, could they keep them employed? Were they working remote? Were they coming into the office? Did they have to furlough employees? Were they just laying people off? And I think kind of once they navigated a lot of those decisions, they were able to kind of take the next step and continue to move the business forward and reevaluate maybe what some of their hiring needs were. And I saw a lot of that happen over the summer months. So really like ah, probably end of June, July, and definitely August, where these companies were like, okay, now I'm ready to hire again. And then they can, they started figuring out what positions were truly needed and you know who needed to be in those seats so they've they really kind of gotten back on track with hiring again and i think that's gonna continue for the next few months i know there still is that uncertainty as we approach like the sixth season you know typical flu season but i don't i personally don't think and i i truly hope that we don't shut down like we did back in march april and may i think we kind of gotten to a point in this pandemic where we know how to you know kind of be smart about things and navigate you know, the pandemic moving forward, which I think will bode well. I think so. I think, you know, there probably are a lot of frustrated people out there that are unemployed and, you know, they're nervous about what the next step in their career looks like. But, you know, I think they just have to take the opportunity to really evaluate what they want in their career and be patient to find that next job opportunity because it is out there for them. And so I think the the first time you and I met, I came on your radio show at the yeah. time, Western New York at Work, to talk about our be in Buffalo campaign, a program of Invest Buffalo Niagara, which is our talent attraction organization, mm-hmm. um, you know, focused on attracting talent primarily from outside of the region and retaining local talent as well. Um, so, you know, as someone in your position and, and a thought leader in, in the talent space and human resources, you know, what would, what would your pitch be to someone that's in, you know, a New York or, a Californian considering moving to Buffalo and, and looking at jobs. I know, you know, you're kind of a, a big Buffalo booster as well. So, 
you kind of have both sides of the coin covered. What would you tell those folks? Yeah. So I mean, I love Buffalo. I love being here. I love being, you know, a professional in Buffalo and a business owner here. And I mean, Buffalo just has a great opportunity for people to develop a career, hit professional goals, but also it's a great spot to, you know, have a, build a life for yourself. There's so much that Buffalo offers, you know, with the four seasons, there's so much to do, whether you love summer months or winter months, you know, the ski resorts are not far from here. We have professional sports teams. We have arts and theater and beautiful museums. Um, you know, and unfortunately you can't cross the border into Canada right now, but we are so close to Canada and Toronto is, you know, an hour and a half away. So I think there's just so much that our region has to offer people that no matter where you're from, you, you will find something that you, you will be passionate about and fall in love with in, in Buffalo. And our, you know, the food's excellent. We have so many different varieties of food and ethnicities of food. And we're very lucky that we have, you know, a diverse population in Buffalo and people, you know, from different communities that have brought their ethnicities and ethnic foods and traditions to our region that really helps make us, you know, a great place to live and experience new things. And cost of living is great too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And everybody should and check commute. out our, our commutes are pretty, pretty great. Yeah. Check out our cost of living calculator on bnbuffalo.com. Yeah, I'll take the opportunity to plug that. Absolutely. And that's a great resource for people. You know, I talk to, I talk to people all the time that are looking to live, move to Buffalo, whether they're an expat and they want to come back or they've had the opportunity to move back and now are looking for that next step in their career in Buffalo. And that's one of the biggest things that comes up is, you know, cost of living here. And so the fact that being Buffalo has that resource with the, the calculator, it's so it makes people, you know, understand more about what, how their salary compares to like this region and the cost of living here. Yeah. I would say like, you don't have to take my word for it. Like, look at the, look at the numbers, <laughs> crunch the numbers yourself, you know? Yeah. So if you're that numbers person that really needs that, like, I need to see it, I need to see the numbers and figure it out. Perfect exactly. resource for them. So if, if everything that we've talked about isn't enough, your role with BNHRA and owning your own staffing agency, as I mentioned, you also host a formerly a radio show, now a TV show, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Western New York at work was on the radio for many, many years. I was, I was on the air on radio for, I think it was two and a half years. And just right before the pandemic, we made the switch to TV, which we were, you know, filming live. Well, we'd, we'd meet live in real life and it would be, it would air like, you know, a few days later. Right. But, um, you know, unfortunately, shortly after we made that switch to television, the pandemic hit. And so now we're doing Zoom meetings and interviews with our guests for the show. And we have a great producer, um, Kevin, who kind of cuts everything and makes it quality for television. So we've made it work, you know, in the middle of the pandemic and using Zoom, doing what we can with what we have. And it's been great. It's been a great opportunity. My co-host, Del Martin, um, it's just been really instrumental in securing great guests and making connections with people in the community to bring people on our show, Western New York at Work, to talk about you know, what they're doing in the community. Our tagline has always been um, Western New York at Work is like the people that make it happen in Western New York. And it's always someone who is a business leader, an industry leader, a nonprofit leader, someone who is, you know, ahead of an organization in a community that's representing Buffalo. Our whole goal is to really help people promote what they are doing in Western New York and, you know, allow our now viewers to see 
you know, different things of what's going on and different businesses out there, restaurants. Um, you know, we had a, a limousine company on that so many different types of guests. It's, it's been really fun. And we've had Greg on as a guest and be in Buffalo. And we have to have you on, on TV now too, very soon. Right. Yep. Well, I'm excited to, I'm excited to come back, but as like the, as the host of this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. we have something in, in common with, you know, your show on a, on a larger scale. Like what is your, what would you say is your favorite part of, of hosting it and kind of being one of the people that gets to tell Buffalo's story? Well, I think you'd hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's, it's telling Buffalo's story and it's, it's promoting people doing great things in our, in our community. And, you know, I love the fact that we can help them tell, tell their story about what they're doing, why they are doing what, you know, whatever it is that they are doing and help them promote their business. Um, I think that's huge when you have an opportunity to take, whether it's radio, TV, a podcast, social media to help people share their message and spread the word and reach more people. It's a great thing. And I think it's, it's something, you know, small, but it's huge to a lot of people. All right. Well, thank you so much for all the work we just talked about and, you know, for having us on Western New York at work to promote being Buffalo. Um, you know, really appreciate you as a, a partner and a collaborator. Before I let you go, we have a couple hard hitting blizzard round questions that we end on. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Mint tingling. Book or TV Paris. show that you'd recommend? Sorry? A book or TV show that you'd recommend? A book or TV show that I recommend. I, so the one book, and it's a documentary that I absolutely love, and I go back to it all the time, is The Secret. It's about okay. like manifesting your dreams in your life, and whenever I kind of just feel stuck, I go back and either read the book or I watch the documentary. Sometimes I play it as I'm falling asleep, just kind of help me get my my head right again for you know maintaining my vision on my goals and what I want to achieve. Great recommendation. How about yes. text or phone call? What about text or phone call? Oh, what I like better? I like a yeah. phone call. Okay. I think so much gets lost sometimes in texting and email. I love to just pick up the phone and call someone. I'm guilty of probably not doing it as much as I should. But when I, you know, if I start thinking about something, I want to text someone, I realize uh, this is probably better as a phone call. Definitely pick up the phone. Yeah, I feel that way too. I text more, yeah. <laughs> but I prefer a phone call. <laughs> Some people just like, like, you know, people just rely on texting. And sometimes, yes, it's very easy. You can do it quickly. Um, you know, while something's top of mind, just send that text over. Especially if you're in a situation where you can't make a phone call, it, it's easy. But I think phone call is definitely the way to go. How about bills or sabers? Bills. I feel like I've always been just a bills fan at heart. I mean, that's a very tough question though, Greg, because I love both teams, but, and I've had season tickets to both. But I think bills are just definitely my, my favorite. I think people probably struggle with that question most out of all of them, actually. <laughs> it's a hard one. Yeah. It's hard. It's like, they're, you know, they're completely different teams, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about bills and bills mafia that just, rain struck with me <laughs> i agree how about hiking or skiing oh that's a tough one too i'm not a true hiker although i do like to you know go on hikes here or there um but i love skiing and i've definitely gotten back into it in the past few years i like to go down to either kissing bridge or holiday valley you know once or twice a winter at least i didn't get down there at all last winter but hopefully this winter hopefully it'll be a We'll have a ski season. I don't know with the pandemic. It seems like a very, you know, socially distant activity, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, you would think. 
Last question, most important, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? I'm a flats girl. Okay. Definitely can, flats. I feel like I can really get the, the blue cheese on it nice and evenly on both sides with a flat, so that's that's probably my why it's my go-to. I like drumsticks, so we can, uh, we'll grab lunch someday. All right, perfect. We'll, have, <laughs> we'll share those wings nicely. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Greg. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.